I remember I think I was away somewhere and I first read a story by Andrew Rule about this crazy bloke called Bill Gibbons and running this marathon race down at Warnham. I didn't quite get what it was all about. And the more I learned about the tribute to the original Jericho Cup, everything started to make sense. And now a half a dozen or so years in, it's now an institution and Billy Gibbons created it and he joins us. How are you, Billy? Good morning, mate. How are you? It's an institution, Billy. <laughs> so t- time-honoured race after the first running, mate. <laughs> if that's not an oxymoron, I don't know what is. <laughs> uh, but it's actually, it's an instant institution, and, and to become that, you have to be really special and really different, and that's what you, that's what you created, mate. Yeah, it's a, it's a good field, mate. With all the, it's a pretty even field. I don't know how, you, how you set a market, I've got no idea, but uh, it's up to them, mate. Well, it's up to us to get their money off them. <laughs> hey, um... Have you been pleased slash surprised, satisfied with the the evolution of the concept? Um, you know, the crowd, the the uptake, the, the 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 emotion of winners and the emotion on the day. Is it everything you imagined it was going to be when you first came up with the idea? Yeah, pretty much. But whether it you know whether it did happen was it was another thing. You know, it should happen um, because it was, it's a good idea. I, I always think all my ideas are good. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes they're not, um, or sometimes other people don't think they are. But, but yeah, no, it's <clears throat> it was great to see, you know, uh, Rod Lyons, you know, get up. He, he just won, being the leading owner in uh, Nature Strip, won a, won a Group One race, the, the, the greatest sprinter in, a, in the world that, that they talk about. And he says it's one of my great thrills in racing, you know, <laughs> to, to win a bush race at Warrnambool. But it was it was just the emotion of the whole thing. Um, when, uh, yeah, there hasn't been a winner that hasn't sort of really gone over the moon. Even last year, when, when they were interviewing a guy that won the... the Consolation. Uh, yeah. Yep. He, it, it was, he was just over the moon. The horse had had 50 starts for one win, 11 seconds and 11 thirds. <laughs> Well, and then he told the story of the connection between the Coffey family and his family, and it all goes back to the the battlefields of World War One. So the most amazing backstory. I, I was sitting on the hill last year, Billy, with one of my boys, and he's coming down again this year, and a guy walked past us and he said, oh, this was in the half an hour before the race with the ceremony and, and so on in the mounting yard, which is very... Uh, poignant, and he said, "Oh, my grandfather fought in in wherever, whether it was the Somme or Flanders Fields or wherever it was." And then there was the ceremony, and he walked past me with a, just tears streaming down his face. And that's that's the sort of thing that can happen down there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it surprised me when when I started out. The number of I think I sort of worked out that 20, 25,000 light horsemen in the First World War, having two kids and two generations or whatever, one person in fifty. Would have a direct in Australia. Would have a direct connection to. Yeah, that's a rough, you know, a crazy sort of figure. But we would have a connection. To this. But when I'm talking to people in the racing industry, it's about one in five. Yep. And I thought, you know, are these laws and they have me on or what? But when you think about it, they were horsemen a hundred years ago, and they're horsemen today. Yeah. That's that's the breed. Um, I think you stumbled across, when creating it, you stumbled across a connection that no one really knew existed, but that those percentages you read out says there is a very strong link between horse racing and, and the military, you know, the light horse and all that sort of stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. And what you said about um, Savvy Acquisition, the, 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 the tie-up last year, he, he won the two years ago Grand uh, Constellation race, 
And uh, I was hoping if he'd, if he'd won the last year's Jerry Go Cup, there would have been a 20-part Netflix series over 120 years. Oh, <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it was just made. He didn't. He didn't. He, he, but the story of uh, a teacher from Swan Hill, um, you know, getting a horse, giving it to his, his, his uh, cousin, Aussie Coffee to train, um, and, and they, they came they came to be those two guys because of uh, back to the first world war. Two brothers went over. Uh, they lived they lived twenty k's apart. They went over in the ship together. Um, they were in the light horse. They met each other on the boat. They became good mates all the way through. And um, they had this little pact between them where if if one cocked it and the other one survived, that he'd go back and see the family. And um, that's what happened. One of them died, and the other one yeah. that went back came back, took it, took the guy's diary back to the family, met them all, saw his sister, fancied her a bit, married her. Yeah. <laughs> so it's unreal. It's unreal. They have they have kids, and they have, and those kids have kids to produce cousins. Um, Kelly's the name, the surname of the gods. Andrew Kelly. <laughs> Andrew Kelly, yeah, and 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 Aussie Coffee, and they win the. Puts it, he, he buys his horse for, I don't know, nothing on, on an internet sale. Um, and, and it wins a consolation. And they, they put a few quid on too, so they, they got some money there. Um, and then come out, he, he didn't do any good. But if, if you, you could have, as I said, had a 20-part Netflix series from for over 120 years for the connection of how they, you know, they came to be. And yeah. you only find that out when you, you know... You put these raises on. Yeah, and then there's an acceptance speech and then there's a, a mention of all that and then it gets fleshed out. Uh, Louise White's going to join me in a sec too, uh, Billy, uh, to talk about her runner from f- far afield uh, called Leather Jacket Lou who's been racing up in southern Queensland. So Louise has come from far and wide. But just before I go to Louise, tell us about this sort of the expansion of the idea as far as the, the weekend at Warnable, and I think you've even got stuff starting Friday. There's a function Saturday night. At, what you've and this is why it's so annoying to a lot of us, to be honest, when the zipping classic roared onto the scene on the on the Saturday. Mm. But let's put that to the side. But um, it, you're trying to generate a, a May Carnival like uh, feeling throughout a couple of days down there. Yeah, well, it's, the, the May Carnival I've got the greatest respect for, and I don't want to put anything to, you know, sort of try and replace it. It's just that this is an addition on... Um, uh, I sort of said earlier in the piece with, with this race, I wanted to be the second most important um, day in Australia um, behind Anzac Day. Mm. And I wanted to be the second most important race in Australia behind the Melbourne Cup. That's all. I'm happy to run second. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's... Yeah, a lot of people said that to you know, try and get a Saturday, made it a Saturday meeting. Um, but I don't like chat. But once you spend a lot of time, uh, I spent two years bringing this together, and you spend all the time with it. And once you do, you want to get it all right in the field. You don't want to change anything. I'm, yep. I'm happy that being a Sunday, if, if you want to do an extra day, you could make it the Monday. Nobody works on oh, I think I'm talking there. more about the, the vibe in town and there's a couple of functions on and some nice mm. gestures that, that make it something uh, for people to go down for a couple of nights for the Jericho, not just for yeah. the day. I, yeah. Look, I'd like to see a, a Calcutta. Uh, on the, there's, a, there's a lunch, the, the Thoroughbred Racing Association Club, whatever it is, they've got a lunch on, on the... Friday at the uh, 
uh, bowling club down there. Um, and yeah, I'd like to see a, a Calcutta. Um, I'd like to get the Royal Train up going down to, mm. but that's that's I tried that this year, and that just a flop. But yeah, you know, <laughs> the, pro- the problem, like I've got a lot of people going in and say, "Oh, I'm going out. We're going in on Friday. We want to see the, the the procession of the ho- the light horse through the town." I said, "Sorry, it ain't happening," um, because the town uh, gave that weekend after we've had it for five years. Uh, to a rodeo. So there's a rodeo on the Saturday at the showgrounds and the lot of us aren't, aren't down there. We've got, oh, okay. a few, we've got a few, uh, about half a dozen light horse guys, local guys coming, but there's there's no... They used to have a... Uh, I used to sponsor them to come down and have a, a competition. They have of uh, 10p and this sort of thing at the showgrounds. And, and you know, like, this was... Six months ago, they said, oh, oh you, you we've given it to someone else. I said, well, tell them to piss off and, and yeah, we've got it. Oh, oh no, no. Uh, oh, well, that's a bit annoying. Hey, Louise has been waiting on the phone. Hey, Bill, um, yeah. I'll round it off. I'll see you on Saturday night or Sunday or b- both. Yeah. A- I'd like to hear what Louise says because I, I, I rang her up for something. I just thought, and, uh, yeah, she was... <laughs> she did a bit of flurry and they come from all the way up there. Uh, I know she's having a few dramas getting uh, oh, right. transport and all this sort of thing. But, okay, can I listen in? Yeah, of course you can. Of course you can. I've got no, an SMS for you as well before we go to Louise. Hey, Bill, thank right. you for recreating this massive part of Australian history. When it started, I dreamed of having a runner. Dream has come true, mate. You are what makes the horse racing industry good, mate. Gee, that's a nice old pat on the back for Billy. All right, stay <laughs> listening, Bill, and I'm going to have a chat to Louise. Do, I don't you know. No, anonymous. They didn't want to be known. Yeah. Just before you go, I want to tell you about... Um, there was a star deputy ran in about the second Jerry Cup, I think, and it's got to run this year. Yeah. A young bloke ran, um, sent me a thing saying... A 20-year-old saying his father gave him, gave him this for his 20th birthday... He'll be able to, to tell his grandchildren he had a runner in the Jericho Cup. And, and I thought of, of millennials, all their long-term thinking is, what's we going to do this afternoon? Uh, and they live in the two-dimensional world of the iPad and the computer and the iPhone. And this, and this 20-year-old's thinking about 40 years down the track when he's got grandchildren. Well, see, that's, <laughs> that's the impact. That's, that's it. That's it, mate. You've created something here. There's no doubt. Well, stay listening because I'm about to have a chat to Louise. How are you, Louise? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks, Matty. Sorry to keep you on the line for so long, but I think it would have been quite rewarding because you're getting a sense from the bloke who created the race about what this concept means, what this race means, and you're coming all the way down from Brisbane to be part of it. Yes, it, it sounds like a, well, a lot of work's obviously gone into it and it means a lot, so it's uh, quite exciting to be coming down there with um, a horse which I hope will, will uh, be quite competitive. Leather Jacket Lou is the name of the, uh, the horse. How did you become aware of the concept? Was it just mainly for having a horse that the race suited because of the distance of the race or was it more about the, the actual concept of the race itself that attracted you? Oh, well, I was aware of the race, but obviously um, it's, it's not sort of something on your mind unless you have a horse that you believe is a very genuine stayer, uh, which this uh, bloke is. And uh, we obviously aim, first of all, at, at the qualifying race at Bow Desert. And, um, yeah, then everything else sort of fell into place and been working towards uh, getting him down there for Sunday. 
It's hard to find the right race for really, really um, plodding, relentless marathon-staying horses because we we don't have a lot of those sort of horses, do we, Louise? And we don't have a lot of races for them. So this is the perfect fit for Leather Jacket Lou by the looks of things. Yeah, well, he obviously hadn't raced over 3,000 metres before but was, you know, was best at sort of 24, 2,500. And um, in New South Wales, and he came up and we just sort of struggled to find... Um, you know, it, it would race in 2200s and he'd always just need that little bit further or a, a genuine heavy track just to make it more of a staying contest. Um, and then obviously he got the 3000, which he really relished. And um, yeah, since then, he's, we've been working towards having him right for Sunday. 4600, uh, you're confident he'll run that right out? Oh, on what he's showing us, um, like he, he is a really sort of grind. Uh, type horse he, he's he's quite a hard pulling horse so in his work he, he likes to like he did a long work yesterday on the course proper here at Caloundra and uh sort of still took a, a fair bit of work to pull up after so he, he does and the riders always say you could go another lap on him like he, he just sort of I think that's sort of his makeup he's um by poet's voice, and apparently the mayor was a very genuine sayer herself. So um, yeah, that's pretty much how he's bred. Well, he's he's actually got the some of the classiest form in the race. Actually, he won that qualifier at Bow Desert well over three thousand and ninety. Then he ran really well on a heavy track at Doomben on a Saturday program. So that was good. Um, Bill Gibbons said you had a few issues getting down here. Have they been were they sorted? Oh, it's not so much issues. It was just uh, tying everything together and working out exactly how and where. It's obviously, um, you know, it it is a fair trip. Um, so it was just organising exactly how it was going to work and and getting the timing right. And um, yeah, he actually sets off uh, this af- this afternoon to head to uh, Warwick Farm. And you're going to be down at Warnable on Sunday in person, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, I'm, I fly out Saturday night and into Flemington and we'll go across on the, the horse um, transport to Warrnambool. Well, you know what I can guarantee you? You will have an amazing time on Sunday. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I th- yeah, I think it will be a, a, a sort of awesome experience and um, hopefully we have the right, I think we have the right horse uh, to be going there. Yeah. Well, win, lose or draw, you'll have a great time. Hey, Louise, good on you. Well done for being part of it. And you're nearly there. The horse is nearly here. So you've nearly ticked that final box. So look forward to seeing you down there on Sunday. Yes, awesome. Thank you very much. Louise White there, who's got the Brisbane Queensland runner, Leather Jacket Lou. Uh, We're going to take a break and then we're going to come back with the Chief Executive down at the Bull, Luke Can, just read the prep for the race. And then Sean Ritchie, who's come across from the other side of the Dutch, and he's got a runner.